Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 76 of the Powerful Content Podcast. I hope you're well today. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. Now, today's episode is a little bit different to previous ones. I thought I would take you behind the scenes and give you a sneak peek at how I approach my content creation and especially my friction-free approach. (laughs) So stay tuned. But before I dive into explaining this, I want to ask you this question. What's stopping you? What's stopping you right now from creating better than average content? Are you aiming for mediocre or just getting it done with your content? Is that really okay for you? Now, there could be literally thousands of reasons why your content isn't working the way that you want it to, or why you're feeling like there is a block in actually getting it out into the world. But I think that most of these reasons fall under two main umbrellas, the way that you run your business and where you are on your own personal journey. So let me explain a little bit here. In terms of the business reasons that your content may be lacking, it may be because of not knowing what to say with your content. It may be because you're not loving what you're talking about or how you're talking about it. It may be a lack of a content strategy or not knowing or even feeling connected to your ideal client. Perhaps it's feeling lost trying to explain how you help your ideal client to them. Do any of these resonate with you? Or maybe this is a better way of explaining it. Typically, this will look like just throwing that spaghetti content at the wall and hoping it sticks somewhere, hoping that it lands with someone. It might look like scrolling your phone at 8 p.m. every night, looking for inspiration or a photo or an image or something you can post on social media just to tick the box. It might be that you're immersing yourself in the busyness of client work or even really focusing on those irrelevant non-income generating tasks. Or perhaps you're just not tracking your business data, whether it's financial or content related. Now, the reason that these things are happening in your business is because you're simply not giving yourself the time and space to be prepared and to plan exactly what you're doing and how you're leading your beautiful ideal client on that client journey with you. When we're caught up in all of this busyness of what we do, we forget that we can't be that beautiful visionary CEO or we can't fulfill our impact-driven desires if we're not being proactive. And guess what? (laughs) That's not going to magically happen unless you put time aside and be purposeful with that time. 
I know that the times that I've made the biggest leaps in my business are when I've had a coach, which meant putting time aside to do the visionary work. Now, all of this can have a really big impact on your content. It can mean that your content has no flow. It feels really disjointed and higgledy-piggledy and leaves your beautiful ideal client feeling really lost and confused because they're not sure whether you're coming or going or what they should be taking action on or how you actually help them. It also means that the content that you do create is not being used purposefully. Now, I talk so much about that client journey of taking your ideal client from not knowing anything about you all the way through to becoming that raving paying fan. And if your content is disjointed or it doesn't have purpose, then they are never ever going to get to that point of conversion, let alone connect with you, which is the first stage. And then the impact that this has on our business is that we have a lack of clients, right? So we don't actually bring in the money or you do have clients, but they're not those that you're absolutely love working with. Now, if you can see any of these things happening in your business, there's a few things that I'd recommend you do. First of all, go back to your vision. Why are you doing what you're doing? What was that pull? What was that desire that led you along the path of impact-driven entrepreneurship to where you are today? I know, I know in my heart of hearts that for you, it's more than money. It's so much more than money. What was it that you saw in the world that needed to change? Think about tapping into what you love and what your strengths are as well. When the thought of creating is hard work, guess what? It'll be hard work. If you don't like creating videos, then it's going to be hard to create videos. If you don't like being a guest on podcasts, it's going to be hard to be a guest on a podcast. Yes, we need to stretch ourselves and get out of our comfort zones to make progress. But if there's an alternative that will result in your content getting into the right hands, then please do it. (laughs) Forget about what every expert out there is telling you that you should be doing. This is about you and tapping into what you love and what your strengths are. I want you to also trust your intuition. If something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Once again, there's no point in pushing through if it's making you miserable. If you're like me, then one of the reasons that you started your business was to be able to enjoy what you're doing, to lean into your purpose and really feel fulfilled with what you're doing. And lastly, I'd really recommend that you put the time in your diary, make it non-negotiable. We need time to plan, to think, to dream. And guess what? It's not going to happen by accident. Okay, so that's a few of the business-related reasons that your content may feel heavy, it may feel uninspiring, or you may feel disconnected from it. When we're thinking about the you side of our business, there's a few personal reasons that your content may be not working out for you as well. It could be things like procrastination. It could be perfectionism, fear of failure or fear of success even, some sort of limiting belief. And how this shows up in your day-to-day life is that you delay or postpone creating your content. I know that we all do a bit of procrastinate scrolling. (laughs) Some of us are known to be a bit of a procrastinate cleaner or my personal favorite is the procrastinate baking. (laughs) It may look like in your life that you're constantly tweaking that blog or second guessing yourself. 
and not hitting publish or not scheduling your content out into the world. It might be a little voice that says, you know, I really want to start a podcast. You've recorded your intro and outro, but that's it. And you may hear yourself saying that you want more and you say it over and over again that you want more, but you're not taking action to actually achieve it. Now, the reason that these things are probably happening is likely due to ingrained conscious or unconscious thoughts that are really reinforced by experience over time. It may be due to not loving something about what you're doing, either the way that you're creating it or what you're actually talking about. Or it may be due to a past experience where someone has said something negative a long time ago, off the cuff or in passing conversation, and it's really stuck with you. If we're doing any of these things, then obviously it's going to have a huge impact on our content. We either don't create it at all, which is an absolute crying shame because you have a message that needs to be heard and an offer that needs to get into the hands of the right people. Or we bring the wrong energy to our content if we do end up putting it out there. So it ends up feeling contrived somehow and our ideal client will 100% be able to pick up on that fact. Then this has a snowballing effect for our business as well. We become less productive. We are not consistent with our content creation, which results in us being less visible and making less sales. If this sounds like you though, there are a few things that you can do. You could break the task down. So if something seems really big, then how can you make the steps smaller? Producing a podcast is a big task. (laughs) Believe you me, it's a big task. But taking the first step of planning an episode is a smaller task. So can you break it down? I also find that having a clear plan is a really huge help because when you have the steps that you need to take, you take away that decision drama and you have that clear pathway ahead of you. Once again, you can connect back to your vision and purpose. Your ideal client needs you. Oh my goodness, they really do need you. What was that change that you wanted to create for them? And how does it make their life better or different? This is why you do what you do. I want you to think about focusing on progress. Often we see, you know, the big chunk of pie sitting in front of us rather than the bits that we've already bitten off and dealt with. So congratulate yourself on how far you've come already. And lastly, probably my favorite, is get someone else to do it. It may sound a little silly, but if you're procrastinating getting your content out into the world, get someone else to help you with the parts of the process that you don't love or where the roadblock is. Now, both the business and personal side of what's stopping us from creating standout content can be solved with a fairly simple concept. And that's about making your content friction-free. <laughs> now, let me explain by a way of a story here. I absolutely, 100% despise vacuuming. And I despise vacuuming two particular rooms in our home. Weird, I know. But there's a couple of rooms where things are in the middle of the room and I need to go around them. And then the cord doesn't make it all the way around. So I need to retrace my steps and go around the other way. And it's just really cumbersome. And there's another room in the house that I vacuum and it's got all nooks and crannies and I need to move things out of the way. So just thinking about the thought of vacuuming and getting the vacuum out of the cupboard makes me feel really heavy. Like I need to take a deep breath. 
but I can't get out of it. I can't get out of vacuuming because I love to have a clean house that's free from the piles of hair that my crazy dingo dog sheds. So I know that it needs to be done. I understand the benefit of vacuuming and the outcome of vacuuming these rooms, but it just fills me with absolute dread. So I thought to myself, how can I get rid of that feeling? How can I alleviate that feeling? How can I make it easier? And I came up with this crazy, totally illogical idea, but it works. I get the vacuum out Friday night, plug it in, in one of the rooms that I don't like to vacuum. And so it's ready to go first thing Saturday morning when I do the cleaning. I've taken away the first and biggest hurdle of vacuuming simply by getting it out and plugging it in so it's ready. I do the same thing with the washing. You're going to think I'm really crazy and I'm a bit weird, but there's something about sorting the washing that drives me a little bit crazy to do in the morning. So I do it the night before. I sort it when I'm in a better frame of mind. I put it in the washing machine. I put the detergent in the washing machine, but I wait until the morning to put it on as I know that there will probably be a few other bits and pieces that I need to pop in as well. So by doing this, I'm using my energy and mindset at the right time of day to get something done that I don't really love doing at all. Now, my husband thinks it's absolutely hilarious, but totally gets why I do it. He jokingly actually named it my friction-free approach, but it's the perfect description. So this naturally got me thinking about how I unconsciously do this with my content and how you could perhaps steal some of my friction-free ideas, especially if you're procrastinating, if you suffer from perfectionism, if you don't know what to say, or any of the reasons I've already mentioned about why you're settling for mediocre content. Okay, so my first friction-free step is to get the ideas out of my head. When I know all of the things I could possibly cover in my content, I waste far less time when it comes to creating. Now, as a planner, content creator archetype, this really floats my boat. And my observers out there will find this a great thing to do as well. But for the free spirits and collectors, this may feel a little bit difficult for you. But believe me, it's entirely worth the hour. And that's all it will take, just one hour for an entire year's worth of content. So that hour will be well worth the investment. Trust me, my free spirits and collectors. Now, if you're not sure what your content creator archetype is, Go and take my quiz. In under four minutes, you'll know what your strengths are and how best to use them in content creation. The link to do the quiz is in the show notes. Anyway, being prepared with all of my ideas for an entire year is something that I teach inside my membership, The Content Effect as well. But I've decided to give you access to this training. So if you head on down to the show notes again, there's a sneaky special there for you. Okay, so by having all of these things that I could possibly talk about in front of me, I'm taking away any possible procrastination or not knowing what to say. Super simple, easy way to create the first step of friction-free content creation. The second friction-free thing I do is have a plan. This way, I'm taking away that decision drama and focusing on my time efficiently to create my content with purpose. When I first started my business, I didn't have a plan and I'd waste so much time, so much time wondering what on earth I'd create and not even think about the strategy behind it. So a blog would actually take me like two hours to write sometimes because I just didn't know 
what I was going to talk about. Now it takes me under 30 minutes. So having a plan doesn't have to be an in-depth plan. As I know, once again, my free spirits will hate this idea, but having that high level 90 day content plan is absolutely perfect. It takes away the friction, takes away those roadblocks of not knowing what to say. And a bonus point here is that it will actually help you be far more strategic with your content creation as well. Now, the third friction-free thing I love to do is have a structured and really a repeatable way of creating my content. So my blogs are simply an introduction, a paragraph on three to five points and a conclusion. It is that simple. I can use this structure over and over and over again. So every time I go to sit and write a blog, I know exactly how I'm going to create it because I have that structure in place. My podcasts are a slightly different beast. And honestly, if I was to be 100% honest, there is still some friction in creating these, but I know that in time it's going to become easier. So the question for you is what will make it easy for you to produce this piece of content that you need to get out into the world? A simple structure is the best place to start and one that you can use over and over again. Now, my last friction-free step is around how I get my content out into the world. Now I outsource some of this, so there's no opportunity for perfectionism here to stop me. I've got a deadline to meet, so it simply gets done. Now a deadline may not be the best friction-free approach for you, but think about what's stopping you from hitting publish and address that. Now, the other thing that helps me here is using the power of reimagination. And I introduced this concept way back in episode 10. So make sure that you go and check it out. Now, I am never, never, ever stuck for social media or email content as I have both a blog and a podcast as my core content that I can chop down into micro pieces of content. Whilst I haven't refined my podcast reimagination yet, stay tuned. For more on this, I'm sure I will share behind the scenes with you. I have recently revisited my blog reimagination. And to be honest, I have way too much content. (laughs) So I really do recommend reimagination as a super simple friction-free approach, especially to social media. So these friction-free ways of approaching my content means that I absolutely relish the thought of creating it. I absolutely love it. I enjoy it. And there's nothing that is going to be a huge roadblock to stop me from creating it and putting it out into the world. So I really encourage you to look at where you're experiencing the blocks or friction in your content creation and address just one small thing at a time. And I guarantee that you'll find a change in your content output, but also a change in the energy that you bring to it as well. So the result of all of this is that my content is consistent, which results in an increase in visibility, which means that my message is constantly getting out into the world for my ideal client to come on that journey with me to becoming that raving, paying fan. If you'd like to know more about these friction-free steps to unlock your content consistency as well, head on down to the show notes and download my free resource. Or don't forget if you're looking specifically for that way to get all of your ideas out of your head as a first friction-free step, I've got you covered there as well. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. 
to get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect. My membership, Inspiring Women with Service-Based Businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Pop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.